Hey everyone, it's Jasmine from Jasmine's Astrology, but you can call me Jay. And for today's episode, I'm going to chat about the astrology of August 1st through August 12th. But first things first, if you do enjoy my forecasts, please make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are listening. It is super helpful. It is super free. You could also tell a friend. Word of mouth is an amazing way to support the show. And if you want to support my work further, you can always check out my website, jasminesastrology.com for consultations and other astrology offerings. And thank you all so much for being here. We are about to begin another new month of forecasts. I'm looking forward to bringing you the astro weather. I've been loving hearing from folks on Instagram how the astrology has been playing out for them. There's been some astrologer good stories. There's been some actually good stories. And yeah, thank you for getting in touch. It's always really nice to hear from you guys. So thank you for being here. Let's get into it. Can't believe that it is August already. The summer is flying by here in the Northern Hemisphere, as is always the case. And I think August is going to be a pretty interesting month overall. We have a lot of activity from planets that aren't usually as busy. And we have aspects that sort of like don't conform to the norm, so to speak. So like a lot of the more classically challenging aspects this month are with Venus and Jupiter, our benefic planets, our planets of support and encouragement. So this makes those challenging aspects a little softer around the edges. Even with Venus being retrograde, and of course, we'll take that condition into account when looking at aspects, but a square with Venus or Jupiter is still going to be a lot cushier than a square with Mars or Saturn. And then speaking of Mars, it looks like Mars is a little more active this month, and yet a lot of its interactions are in the trine configuration, which can really soften Mars's edges. You know, trines can help us to access the more positive and advantageous sides of planets. Now, specific to the period of time for this forecast, Jupiter is going to be quite active, and that's going to infuse this time period with a lot of optimism and expansiveness and a desire for adventure and learning. It's going to help amplify and uplift the current stories of the planets that it's interacting with. Later in the month, Mercury is going to station retrograde in Virgo, but you might already be feeling that to an extent in this uh, period of time because the shadow period for that retrograde begins on the 3rd or 4th of August, depending where you live. And so that just means that the shadow period just means that Mercury has hit the degree where it will eventually retrograde back to. And so in this case, that is eight degrees of Virgo. And sometimes the shadow period can be really potent for a lot of folks. But not only that, Mercury and Mars are co-present in Virgo. They're both in the sign of Virgo, and they're inching closer and closer uh, together as the month goes on. 
and they're going to be within three to four degrees of each other from about August 9th to August 20th. And so while that's not necessarily the main story of the Mercury retrograde, especially since Mars will move on to Libra less than a week into the Mercury retrograde, but that that co-presence is really going to heat things up in the lead up to the retrograde. Like things are going to feel a little spicy and intense and it would be easy to think like, okay, so is Mercury retrograde already or what? So just wanted to put that heads up out there. But I think that is enough preamble and we have seven aspects to dive into for this forecast, three of which are on the very first day of the month. So let's get into this. So first up on August 1st at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, we have the full moon in Aquarius at nine degrees. Now, as always, a full moon is about illumination and revelation. It is a peak point in a story and it brings realizations or some sort of new sense of understanding. We are seeing things in a much fuller perspective. Uh, We are seeing things fully lit up. Now, Aquarius energy is very future focused. It's innovative and it sort of thinks and lives outside the box. And that box is sort of both society at large, but also the many societies that we all live in, which is just to say that, you know, the box we're thinking and stepping outside of under Aquarian energy is always going to vary depending on the kind of communities that we are living in. So what what me stepping outside the box looks like might not be the same for what you stepping outside the box looks like. Aquarius has a vision of where we're going. It's a very rational and logical sign. It's often spoke about as being emotionally detached, but it's not unfeeling. It just connects in a more cerebral way. It's not going to physically nourish you like cancer energy might, but it will make sure that you have a seat at the table and it will nourish you intellectually. So all that to say that this full moon is very mentally focused, very mentally driven. The typical drama and intensity that we feel during a full moon will very much manifest within the mind or within our intellectual interactions. The Aquarius full moon always feels like a day when really big and meaningful conversations are not only possible, but can be supercharged and full of potential. Now, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, so therefore this full moon will also be ruled by Saturn. And Saturn tends to bring clarity and grounding, but also a little bit of a heaviness and a weighing down. You know, Saturn can bring a reality check. It's the reminder of our responsibilities and obligations, and it can have a very sobering quality. So the new light we're seeing something in could be a bit of a harsh light, you know, the harsh light of day. It could be a little less ideal than we might have hoped. But as I've said many times before, Saturn's clarity may not always be the thing we want to see, but it's probably the thing that we need to see. It's probably the thing we actually deserve to see 
so that we can move forward with a fuller understanding and be better equipped to handle whatever comes our way. It's a very maturing energy. And with Aquarius, there is this energy of building for a better future, of creating something that is more suited for where we're going. But in order to do that properly, we have to understand where we've been. We have to understand what works and what doesn't. So part of that future-focused vision comes from knowing the past. Saturnian energy can also be about testing foundations and making sure that things are steady and ready for the long haul. So this full moon could be a little container of time where, you know, these ideas and innovations that we're having and creating around our future are undergoing a little bit of a stress test. And perhaps whatever is revealed under the brilliant light of the full moon helps us to see and come to terms with the parts that have some cracks and won't be able to stand up to the test of time. And then we know where we need to patch things up or even fully rebuild. Now, at the time of this full moon, the moon and the sun will also be in a loose square with Jupiter in Taurus. And it'll, the moon will be uh, perfecting that square later in the day. And so depending on how charged this full moon is for you personally, like depending on, you know, what it's activating in your own chart, there is a little bit of a risk here for overindulging in something, you know, perhaps as like a soothing balm, right? After all of that reality checking and stress testing, we're looking for a little bit of uh, something to soothe us, which isn't always so bad, but might move into that overindulging territory with Jupiter there. So maybe just being aware of that and looking for the kind of soothing balm that's actually going to be really nourishing. You know, that Jupiter energy could be harnessed for something really beneficial and expansive if we allow it. If we can keep focused on the bigger visions and dreams while taking care to not bite off more than we can chew, I think it'll be really nourishing, especially when we think about the fact that Jupiter is in Taurus and the idea of, you know, expansion being something that can move downward and can be foundational. Maybe that Jupiterian energy can help us reinforce any cracks that we might find in our foundation with Saturn. On the same day as this full moon, Mercury will be in opposition to Saturn. And so that's really going to play into this lunation. And even though the aspect won't perfect until after actually another aspect that's happening on this day, I am going to talk about things just a little bit out of order because of how linked this Mercury-Saturn opposition is to uh, the full moon. So we do also have a Mars-Jupiter aspect on the first, but I'm going to talk about that after. First, we will talk about Mercury in Virgo opposing Saturn retrograde in Pisces at 5 degrees at 10.20 p.m. Eastern. Now, Mercury will already be at that five-degree mark during the full moon, as will Saturn. It's just that it won't be at the exact minute that Saturn is at until later in the day at 1020. However, the energy is super strong, and given that Saturn is ruling the full moon, this aspect is absolutely going to have an impact on the lunation to some extent. And with Mercury being our planet of the mind and understanding, 
it definitely adds to the overall mental and cerebral and intellectual energy of the full moon. And unfortunately, this opposition will add to that stress test vibe. It will emphasize a kind of heaviness to our thinking and thought processes. It might highlight some feelings of uncertainty and self-doubt. Mercury opposite Saturn is very much about a serious mental energy, a pressure around thinking. You know, we want to make well-informed choices and we're a little cautious and hesitant because there is a bit of anxiety over making the right choice. So today is definitely a day when we really get a reality check around just how feasible and practical our ideas and plans for the future really are. Again, it's that stress testing from Saturn. We're really coming to understand something about our resources and the kind of time and energy that we're truly able to devote to something. The light of that full moon might help us to understand that there's something restricting us or holding us back from making moves and, you know, we need to reassess a boundary or a limitation. Or we might realize that we actually need more structure. You know, Saturn in Pisces is a lot about navigating limits and boundaries in an area of life that typically feels more open and limitless. And realizing where we might need more structure in order to actually make something real and tangible. This combo can also feel a little isolating and maybe like we're not able to access certain support. But it might be really helpful to lean a little extra on the communities and groups we have in our lives on this day wherever possible, especially since Aquarius energy can be so group-oriented or humanity as a whole oriented. And so remembering that, you know, maybe we don't have to make any of these big decisions on our own. Maybe we shouldn't make these big decisions on our own. Maybe we reduce the pressure and the weight of it all by allowing others into this process. And maybe we're having some challenging conversations, but at least we're navigating those challenges together. So maybe these conversations that we're having with other people, with our communities, help to open up more possibilities for those future visions and goals that we're so inspired by with that moon in Aquarius. You know, maybe the thing that's being illuminated or revealed is that while we don't want to and shouldn't have to sacrifice our individuality, that sun in Leo archetype, that doesn't have to stop us from being in community and in collaboration. Now, going back to that idea of self-doubt and uncertainty for a minute, maybe in sharing ideas and visions and problems and insecurities with those trusted groups, we open up some pathways of understanding. And again, it's maybe uncomfortable and heavy, but maybe we lift some of that weight by speaking things out loud and just acknowledging that the self-doubt even exists. Okay, so that was really like a lot mixed in with the full moon themes, but I think that's just how it kind of shakes out for this particular astro weather. But the TLDR here for Mercury opposed Saturn is basically that there's a heaviness to our thoughts and our decision making, uh, a little bit of hesitancy, we're maybe gaining some clarity and getting a reality check around our resources and our time management. 
and seeing more clearly the most practical and feasible ways to move forward. Okay, so now we'll rewind to earlier in the day, 4.45 p.m., Mars in Virgo will trine Jupiter in Taurus at 13 degrees. And of course, this energy will also be in the mix for the full moon, just given that they're happening on the same day, but it's not as directly tied into it like the Mercury opposed Saturn, again, because Saturn rules that full moon. It's, you know, this Mars trine Virgo is much more its own thing that's just like also happening on the same day. And it's a very different energy too. This is about confidence, action, enthusiasm, motivation, um, a day for getting information, making decisions, and moving forward, which feels totally at odds with what I just talked about with the Mercury-Saturn. And, you know, Mercury is actually ruling this Mars in Virgo, so that might have an impact on our ability to take the wheel and sort of drive forward. But I also wonder if like, you know, the Mercury Saturn stuff and the full moon stuff is going to be affecting kind of maybe one part of our lives while Mars and Jupiter are taking the reins in another part. And that's not to say that like our lives are so disconnected that they're not going to have an impact on each other. But, you know, there are those days where it's like, you know, work was just trash and garbage and terrible, but then you got home and like dinner was made and and you just had a really nice evening and, and home was really great and work was a whole other beast, right? That sort of thing. Or like you had a really good conversation with a friend, but then your communication with your partner was all off and you couldn't get on the same page. There are those days where it's like, it's so obvious that something was going so smoothly in one area and things were a lot more tricky and challenging in another. And I sort of feel like this is how this is going to play out, but obviously we'll have to see. But anyways, back to the Mars trine Jupiter. This aspect feels like taking action on something really meaningful. And maybe it's something you've been working on in the Taurus part of your chart and life kind of since Jupiter moved in there, something that you've been slowly cultivating and creating a foundation for that is maybe now ready for a little bit of a kickstart, a little bit of progress. Mars in Virgo has the strategy, it has the necessary and detailed information that's needed to take some very specific and targeted action. And Jupiter in Taurus provides the capacity to do so. It provides the confidence, and the belief to really get us moving. There's something that feels a bit lucky about this combination as well. Jupiter can sometimes bring a certain situation, a little bit of like right time, right place kind of energy. And that, you know, that right time, right place feels lucky. But it's also just that Jupiter is so optimistic and so open that it's often an encouragement to put ourselves out there and take a risk of sorts. And I think in doing so, we are able to take advantage of opportunities that come our way. And that's in itself the right place, right time kind of thing, right? And then that kind of Jupiterian energy in combination with this version of Mars that is so well-researched and Mars just being an inherent go-getter and 
also providing a lot of courage and drive. It just feels like a day when we're moving and taking action and making progress in ways that feel auspicious and very well could be, but are definitely just a result of hard work, self-confidence, and actually doing the thing. This is all about expansive action, believing in your passion, having the courage to take on something meaningful, something you've been working hard on. It could also be that you're so ready to take action on something, but a certain little bit of like wisdom or encouragement has been a bit lacking. And then you have an interaction today that totally fills that need, uplifts you, gives you the greater sense of purpose or help with seeing the bigger picture of it all. And ultimately, that's what kickstarts the action. And yeah, there might be something to the idea of needing to see the bigger picture because certainly with Virgo energy, we are definitely looking at the finer details and really getting dug into the inner workings of something and feeling really fired up and motivated by like little intricacies and moving parts. But maybe it's not until we're able to pull back uh, and see how all of those moving parts come together. And then we see how beautiful that like entire vision is. And then we're just in the zone and we're ready to go. All right. So that wraps up our very busy intro to August, that first day that is just like, what's up? I'm August. I'm here. <laughs> um, and now we will move ahead a few days to August 6th at 8.05 p.m. Eastern when the sun in Leo will square Jupiter in Taurus at 14 degrees. So the sun in Leo, it's already feeling itself, right? Like there's a confidence, a self-esteem, a willingness to put ourselves out there and be witnessed and take the lead and be bold. And then Jupiter comes into the mix and amplifies all that expands all those feelings, supports, and encourages all of those feelings, which can be so helpful for folks who need that boost, who need that reminder of inherent value and capability. But it's also an energy that inflates the ego if we're not careful. It's an energy that can make us a little overconfident. We might overestimate our capacity for things and wind up overcommitting. So it's not that we're all going to become a bunch of like self-aggrandizing assholes, though perhaps some of us will act like it for a day. But more likely is that, but what's more likely is that we're just going to be feeling this excitement and this enthusiasm towards just getting out there and doing the thing, doing all the things and just feeling really driven to be all that we can possibly be. So, you know, we might exhaust ourselves. We might end up letting someone down because we overscheduled. And then in a few days, we realized like, shit, uh, I can't actually do all of this. So while I wouldn't necessarily say that we should limit ourselves uh, and that we should not say yes to opportunities that come our way on this day, I think we should be aware and realistic about our limits and our capacities. You know, Jupiter's ability to expand and help us grow and help us step outside our comfort zone is going to be much better utilized towards a few things rather than a lot of things. And this is probably part of the 
adjustment factor that always lies at the heart of a square aspect. You know, the fact that we'll have to make certain choices and and not commit to every single thing. But in the end, I think the adjustments that we make in a Sun-Jupiter combo, a combo that is so life-affirming and vitalizing, these adjustments lead to progress. You know, they're going to be totally worth it. And in the end, we'll see that not only were the adjustments necessary, they actually made it so much easier for us to grow and expand and express ourselves in ways that are most meaningful. The square aspect can also bring pressure and tension. And with this combo, I kind of see that pressure as a pressure that we need to realize what we're actually capable of. So going back to that idea of overestimating, you know, for some of us, I think we're going to realize that we've been underestimating ourselves. And it's because of this pressurized energy where we feel motivated to finally say yes and really put ourselves out there that we realize, oh, wow, I am actually fully capable of this and this and this and, you know, fully capable of more than I have ever given myself credit for. I think we're all going to learn something about ourselves and our capabilities from this aspect. And my humble advice would be to remember that Jupiter is in a slow moving sign And its ruler, while in Taurus, Venus, is currently retrograde. So I think this expansion of self will be most beneficial and supportive and nourishing when we focus on what's right in front of us. Yes, we want to take risks. We want to step outside the comfort zone. A square aspect with Jupiter and the sun is definitely about stretching and reaching outside of ourselves but we don't have to make giant leaps. We can do all of that by rooting down. We can reach deeper within ourselves to expand. I believe I talked about this when Jupiter moved into Taurus, but the idea that expansion doesn't have to be up and out. It can be down and in. We can further our root system. We can further our internal connection. We can create a more solid foundation. And I think there's part of that story is unfolding here. Squares with Jupiter can absolutely create an excess. And in combination with the sun, it's like a surplus of confidence and a need to express and shine. And I think we can direct a lot of that outwards for sure. But I think turning it inwards and allowing that bright and bold feeling to light us up and energize us internally is going to be really lovely. And now we will head to August 9th at 7.10 a.m. Venus retrograde in Leo will square Uranus in Taurus at 22 degrees. Now this is the second Venus-Uranus square in a series of three. The first pass was back on July 2nd at 21 degrees. And the final iteration will happen on September 29th, also at 22 degrees. So this is an ongoing story and one that's very much playing into the Venus retrograde story overall. It's something that sets this Venus retrograde in Leo apart from the one that happened back in 2015 because Uranus would not have been in Taurus at that time. 
And the ongoing story here is about breaking patterns and shaking things up in relationships. It's about making adjustments that might feel unexpected and even temporarily destabilizing, but that wind up allowing for more authenticity and excitement within relationships. So it could be helpful to look back to that first activation in July to see how this story got its start. And then with the second iteration, we're maybe viewing it uh, as a kind of revisiting or a revising since Venus is retrograde. And even though this is the second pass, there is always some level of unexpected energy to a Uranus activation. So perhaps this time around, it's not, you know, it's not the overall story that we are feeling unexpected things around, but it's the manner in which we're navigating our way through it. So, you know, back on July 2nd, we realized that something wasn't working for us anymore in our relationships or in a relationship or that a particular connection was feeling stagnant and needed shaking up. And those revelations and realizations kind of came to us out of left field. But now it's that we're discovering and uncovering the way forward. We're, you know, seeing more clearly the adjustments that need to be made. We might also be discovering new delights, new activities, and new pleasures that bring us joy. Or we might be discovering something like, you know, a friend that we've known for years. All of a sudden, we find out like this friend has the same little quirky interests that we do. And now we're able to connect on an entirely new level. The unexpected aspect of Uranus can be more challenging, though, for sure. And something that's been happening a lot with Uranus and Taurus specifically is the unexpected and surprising shakeup to an area of life that is so used to being one way. You know, Taurus is fixed earth. And so it's an area of life where we're pretty consistent and possibly even stubborn. But Uranus has been initiating and pushing change here for the last few years. I do think there's something a little softer to this second iteration though, given that, you know, Venus is ruling over Uranus. There's that. So there is a bit of reception with the planets, which would have been the case during the first iteration as well. But also now that Venus is retrograde, I feel like there's a more subtle tone to everything. Not to say that Venus or sorry, that Uranus won't come in with some shit that's out of left field that we are like, whoa, where did that come from? But it just Venus moving slowly, moving backwards. It just feels like it's a it's a slower vibe. And I think, you know, the more we allow ourselves to lean into the experimentation and flexibility and spontaneity that Uranus invites us into, even when that feels counterintuitive or perhaps quite surprising to either other people or ourselves. But when we move with that current of energy, I think the Uranus-flavored uh, surprises can lead us to increased freedom and authenticity. So on a more basic level, this is a day when our plans, especially with other people, might not go exactly how we envisioned them. I mean, they might not go at all. There could be disruptions and derailments, but for some of us, that might actually be helpful. Like it could be the derailment that leads you 
on perhaps the messier path in the moment, but the more exciting one in the long term and the one that opens you up to more freedom and more authenticity. And as I talked about last week, a big part of this Venus retrograde, or I should say, as I talked about in the last forecast, a big part of this Venus retrograde is about reconnecting with and revamping self-worth, self-confidence, self-expression. And there's something about the rapid pace of Uranus, the way in which it forces us to adapt and act so quickly that I think brings us closer to a more authentic self-expression. Like when we have to make split-second decisions, there isn't a lot of time for second-guessing ourselves and worrying about consequences or, you know, overthinking like what other people might think. And I think having to make on-the-fly decisions like that hopefully means that we're making moves and decisions that really reflect and shine our genuine desires and feelings because we're acting on that instinct, on that intuition. So it is a square aspect. It is Uranus. It could be crunchy. But I think because it's the second iteration, there is something we're already aware of, even if the new developments come from an unexpected place. All right. The final aspect for this forecast is on the very same day, August 9th, 8.50 p.m., Mercury and Virgo will trine Jupiter in Taurus. So this is our third Jupiter activation of this time period, and it's really just happening at that 13-degree mark and that 14-degree mark. We've had Mars come and interact with Jupiter and then the Sun and now finally Mercury. So I think we are really digging a little deeper into that Jupiter in Taurus story and getting some different uh, perspective and points of view on what that transit is bringing for us. And so with the Mercury trine Jupiter of it all, um, this is also an aspect that's happening in a series because as I mentioned at the top of the show, Mercury will retrograde in Virgo later this month. So this is the first pass. The second pass will be on September 4th at 15 degrees. Uh, and when actually both Mercury and Jupiter are retrograde, they'll they'll both be retrograde during that second pass. And then the third and final iteration will happen on September 25th, again, back at this 14 degree mark. And at that time, just Jupiter will be retrograde. So same thing as the Venus Uranus square in that this is an ongoing story. You know, this aspect will play into the energies of the day in question, but it's also going to influence us whether from the forefront or sort of on the back burner, you know, all depending on our chart until late September. And Mercury trying Jupiter is quite a positive aspect. Not only is Jupiter involved, but it's under the trine aspect, which is very supportive and encouraging. This aspect feels great for expanding our minds and broadening our understanding of something. We are probably feeling very open to seeing beyond our own point of view and feeling curious about what's outside that current frame of mind. It's going to be great for studying and learning, for traveling, 
it could be really helpful for money matters and other like physical and material parts of life. This is happening across earth signs. So it suggests perhaps some good fortune around our stuff. With Mercury in such great condition in Virgo, I wonder if this is a day when we get an idea or some insight or we have a conversation or interaction that somehow keys into the Jupiter and Taurus story. Maybe it's a piece of information we've been waiting for or a conversation or new connection that helps us to move to the next phase, so to speak. It's definitely going to be very positive for our interactions in general, as well as any kind of agreements or like alliances that we're making. There's an ease to getting paperwork and documents ready to go or to any kind of planning and scheduling and logistics that we need to put in place. This is also an aspect that has the right place, right time energy. Again, Jupiter in that trine configuration. But again, I think it's like, you know, Mercury and Virgo, there's so much planning and research with that combination that I think we set this lucky energy up for ourselves in a way. But I think with Mercury and Jupiter interacting as opposed to Mars and Jupiter, um, like we talked about a couple moments ago, the way that this sort of lucky auspicious energy manifests is just like better than we could have imagined. So yes, we put the work in, but because it's Jupiter and because it's a trine, it's delivering so much more. The return on investment is really good. There's also something here about speaking generously. Like maybe we are saying kind words about someone. Maybe we're like endorsing someone or really talking up someone to someone else. But that could also be happening for us, whether we know about it or not. Like someone could be speaking quite favorably about us to someone and that someone could wind up being a really helpful and beneficial connection. This is another aspect that might have us wanting to say yes to all the things. Jupiter, again, having that really expansive quality. This is definitely a time period where we are going for it because Jupiter is like putting us out there. And again, hopefully we're able to root down with that Jupiter and Taurus energy. But yeah, Jupiter having that expansive quality. And I think in combination with Mercury, it is a little safer to take a risk and say yes to opportunities that come our way with the knowledge that Jupiter is influencing that and that something we say yes to today will probably need some level of revisiting and revising once we get to the second and third iterations of this aspect, especially the second, knowing that both planets will be retrograde at that time. So just knowing that, you know, saying yes to opportunities is absolutely going to help us expand and grow, but it won't be a quick thing. Like this is not an overnight success story. We are talking about earth elements here. And so this is a process. It's a journey and it's only just getting started today. Okay. That's what I've got for you this time around. Let me know in the comments if you have any questions about this week's forecast. Let me know how Leo season has been for you so far or 
how the Venus retrograde is going. Have you noticed any shifts in energy from the nodes changing signs? I do always put a question out for folks that listen on Spotify. So check that out as well if you are so inclined. I love to chat with you all about the astro weather. So you can also just drop a comment below if you're watching on YouTube or send me a DM on Instagram at Jasmine's Astrology. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope this is helpful for the start to your month of August. And until next time, I will catch you in the cosmos.